This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Colo culture, you've been invaded by the loud demonic voice of Free Music Empire. He's here. That's right. The Rob Zombie of the blogosphere is here. Dan O, thank you for tuning in, pressing play, paying every month Mm. for this Patreon. Uh, I assume you do, free users. Get Mm. with it. We are here. Zilla Rocca, the coach. The coach. Hey, timeout. Scotty. Scotty. Put the triangle hand up. <laughs> Alaska Adams, the, the, the guardian. Like if Alaska Adams' place in hip-hop is like um, the guy asking the questions to get through the bridge on Holy Grail. <laughs> I'm an enchanter. You may call me Tim. Oh, Tim. <laughs> Your name's Tim. It's perfect. Perfect. There you go. There you are. What's your no, favorite you... color? Blue. I mean, red. Like <laughs> <laughs> a masterpiece. You used to see him on the bridge just quizzing the new <laughs> <laughs> But um, what was Bismarck's worst album? There was no worst album. You know, <laughs> <laughs> spring loaded. We, we're here. We got the, the bird box, right? The, the, Blind box. Blind box. Bread box. Bread box episode. I think Bird Box is that movie about people that like that it's, the, cool. it's the it's version of what's what's the one where you can't talk? Like the one, the shut that's, up one with oh, that's John Christmas. Quiet place. Quiet place. Yeah. Quiet place. No, yeah, the quiet so it's box. the quiet place for vision. It's the quiet box. <laughs> Isn't like bird box, they gotta go everywhere blindfolded. Yeah, that one was awesome. What Machine Gun Kelly? He's in that one before it's, he turned into fucking Papa Roach. That's so weird. It's so it must be so weird to be like a huge celebrity like Sandra Bullock and to, for them to be like, hey, we got a rip off of this other movie. You want to do it? And she's like, I guess, you know, yeah. I, I, I enjoyed both movies. I enjoyed Quiet Place one and Bird Box. Bird Box is phenomenal. That one's really cool. The ending is a little, a little shaky, but the movie yeah. itself. Is- I, I just I just uh, last night watched Leatherface. Sure. The second Leatherface movie, mm. the one of, of the uh the reboot? The 2013 reboot. I think it mm. was a 2017 reboot. Wonderful. I watched uh, that movie. movie. I watched uh the Steven Soderbergh HBO Max movie Kimmy. Oh, how Joy is that? Trump. I want to watch that. Ah, it's not very good. It's not very no, good. Yeah, that's a bummer. Beautiful cover image. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Like like the it's last... shocking that the preview made it look good. Yeah, like it, it was just it, it was cool at first and then when it when it when it was over i was like word like that's that was the movie that's eh? a bummer mm, i don't know bro that's so, a bummer i wouldn't would not recommend five out of ten 
I mean, if you're going to watch anything on HBO right now, it's got to be the uh, Righteous Gemstones. Well, yes, Righteous that leads me. I think you there needs to be a Call of Culture episode where you diagnose who is who, which gemstone. I, I have yet to watch it. I've yet I to think watch I'm the only it. one that's watching the gemstones. I want to. I'm going to I'm going to get there. Trust <laughs> me. It's, it's on my list. Ew. I got to know who the baby Billy of like underground hip hop is. You know what I mean? Oh, I already know who that is, but I don't want to say it here. I don't give it away. I'll tell you in the break, but <laughs> we, we talk about it. The blind box is, as I understand it, every host picks five albums. None of us have discussed our picks. Correct. And these are not going to be Capadonna albums. These are not Oof. going to be, uh, you know, Ghostface Kill albums. These will be albums outside of that. Which, thank you for bringing me in on that. I no doubt. And, yeah, and prop, props to Castro uh, for everybody reaching out. And uh, mm-hmm. Castro is recuperating. He's getting some banana nutriments. You know, what I mean, he's getting all type of experimental ill gamma rays right now. He's flexing out there. But uh, yeah, he will be. And he's gonna be on the internet still. He just couldn't make it tonight. So shout out to everybody reaching out, dog. Yep. Buy Castro yep. merchandise, Wrecking Crew, Bandcamp. Uh, buy it through the through his Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Wonderful. Ooh. So let's do our uh, our our picks here. Or, or Dan, you got it. Let's yeah. go. So and it's gonna be very strange. I, I'm I'm excited to tell you about this, but. <laughs> I I owe I'll just say it and then I'll walk it back. So the dog father by Snoop Dogg. Mm. Okay. This is the, because and this album gets shit on on Twitter all the time. True. People, you know, it's gotten shit on since it came out. But I this is a Dan classic, right? I mm. owe uh, there's a there's two people in hip hop I owe a great deal of gratitude to. They kind of raised me. And it's Snoop and Chuck D, really. Mm, strong, um, strong choices. And so, mm. obviously, Snoop was just, like, I wasn't an 80s hip-hop kid. To be clear, I right. was just an 80s kid. Okay. So, when, uh, when I saw Snoop turn into a dog in the What's My Name video and jump out the window to avoid the father coming in, that right. was when I was, I'm in, I got to find out more about this. Correct. And from then, I didn't just learn to love Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg taught me about hip hop. Mm. Uh, because if you remember, Doggy Style has a cover of a Slick Rick. Hell yeah. So that got me into Slick Rick. Yep. So wow. the dog father has a cover of the Biz Marquee song. It has vapors. vapors. Yeah. And that got me into Biz, right? Mm. It got me into that. So he really did. And he kept doing this like mm. for, for a long time. Uh, so it's and this this is just I, I love this record I think it's we, me and Alaska have talked about how No Way Out by Puff Daddy and the Family is a great <sighs> listen part of it is because of how desperate Puffy is right mm, yeah. he doesn't know if this is going to work out right Right. Right. it's the, it's the last time you hear him hungry yeah uh, the dog father is kind of that for Snoop. Like it is, you know, pocket died and the labels conflict is crazy. Dre's Dre left. Yeah. He doesn't know what's going to happen. Right. He knows there's violence all around him. He's 
resents the violence but can't really speak up too loud mm. <clears throat> um and so he there's a quiet sadness to this album good point. underneath the funk underneath the the dj Pooh production um and the guest wait dj Pooh produced this record yeah a lot of so know, i'm gonna be up front i never listened to this record ah i didn't think you would i never heard it. this record you know what's interesting about this one when so Snoop was uh the 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 mother the father the holy spirit to me as a kid like this guy was him and Dre like like Dan he pulled me in forever like seeing you know the G thing video and then deep deep cover before that and all that stuff like he was the one where I was like oh anyway you know the, the danger element and the cover and the cartoon and the booklet and the videos and all that but when this one came out like this is after murder was the case this is after doggy styles like the fastest selling like solo rap album whatever all the records it set you know and then snoop popping up everywhere and everyone's stuff and like there was a lot riding on this album but like damn said like but by the time you hit death row 96 you're right dre's gone pox not there yet right mm-hmm. he's not there yet warren g's not on death row right. um dog pound's not heavily involved in this one like i feel like daz, daz i mean they're on a couple a songs daz yeah he does, does a, okay so i'm looking at the track i'm right yeah so yep. the dog pound's on two and Groupie. corrupt Groupie, yeah. so it's mainly like kind of like corrupts still nate dog in them mm-hmm. but um i just felt like that like there's no lady of rage right she's not on this one no no it, ju- it just didn't have like that um that community feel of the chronic and doggy style you know what i mean like it was like a snoop dog album it wasn't like a death row album or a dre album and i thought like i remember like when snoop's upside your head i think that was the first single that that just didn't really connect as much as what's my name i never listened to that record right i heard that song i was like "Eh." and then i remember vapors came out and that kind of like hit a little harder everywhere just because of the biz joint um and then I remember that album just kind of disappeared because once Pac came around, it kind of made Snoop almost like it was like, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of like sports references. Obviously, that's what we do on the show. But it was like he was like one in one way, like the last man standing on a championship team when they trade away all the guys. But then then they bring in like a whole new cast. And like now he's like the resident old guy and there's like newer dudes. So I feel like Pac kind of sucked all the oxygen out of the room. And this album I think this is only his last one with Death Row, right? He didn't. He yeah. was on No Limit yeah, after yeah, this. Right? I, I, that's top that's dog. No limit, yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, no Limit. Top Dog's a banger. Or the games that to be a sold. Great album, but yes, I, the game yeah. is to be sold, not to be sold. Told was the first. Yeah, uh, I didn't. I didn't like that one, but the, the um no Top Dog, No Limit, Top Dog's crazy. Ooh. But yeah, that, that one, one, Game is to be sold, has a remake of of that big posse track, dude. The uh, the, what the K- Big Daddy Kane um, uh, Symphony? Yes, it has a remake. Yeah, of see, I didn't at that when this one when that one dropped, I just hated No Limit so much, and I was mad at him for going there. But then when No Limit Top Dog, then he had like Exhibit was back, Dre yeah. with Sticky Fingers on that album, Raphael oh. Sadiq. Yep. It was more like a nice amalgamation versus just like the No Limit. We just crank out an album every week type of thing but yeah alaska why why didn't you like the uh or you didn't check dog father i should say this first single the first single like really 
and it was like what 96 you said it came out mm-hmm. that was like prime like i'm full on underground that's all i'm listening to shit right so by the time i would have even gotten back to it i just you know i, I thought of that single and i was like and eh, now nah, check it fair enough yep. he was a hit maker and, and it was rejected roundly rejected and true sometimes yeah. living in maine and loving hip-hop exposes you to the most like raw responses to music <laughs> they there's this one kid who was in my science class and loved doggy style and what he used to do is turn the volume all the way up at the beginning that's the song that just starts with him saying bitch in yep. a special mm-hmm. right he, it, and it would just put that as loud as he could so everybody could hear it and laugh and like so i went up to him was like what do you think of dog father i love dog father he's like yeah it's not it doesn't swear enough mm, like, that's it like true it's not as like face. filthy like the first right. one's filthy you know what i mean it's definitely yeah. filthy yeah and it's coming off of like the nwa easy e chronic like wild skits you know what i mean and when you're young you're like oh like 20 dollar you know like like what was the one they do that the 20 dollar pyramid what do they call that one the 20 dollar uh, 20 sack pyramid <laughs> 20 sack yep, yep. or like w easy w balls w easy dick like everybody's gonna have the ball w balls like it just didn't have you know can we get a motherfucking moment of silence you know what i mean like it just didn't have right, no, he that. wasn't he wasn't happy he wasn't no. happy it was clear that he wasn't happy like there's a song on here called freestyle conversation and the beginning of it is somebody is him talking to somebody and them saying like, "Man, I heard your beats since you shook the speeds out since Dre's gone or whatever." Yeah. And he's like, "Beats? You think I need beats?" And he just starts freestyling and, and it's a whole freestyle conversation song. And so it was him acknowledging like, "People think I'm done." Correct. Since Dre's, you know, um, he was sad and like, there's a abjunct the boogie. I think there's a line in there where he says like. You know, rather than give you a nine, I'd rather give you a beat and write you a rhyme. Like, wow. I'm tired of the violence. I'm tired of the dying. Mm. I want. Yeah, to- after the murder the case yeah. thing, bro. Like, I, I was like, yeah. man, they're, they're, they're trying to get this guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, and sure. think about Check this, too. As of 2015, Doggy Style has sold 11 million copies worldwide. Yep. Dogfather did 2 million. Yeah. <laughs> That's... That's a huge drop off. Yeah, I mean, my, my Snoop Dogg knowledge goes from doggy style to like drop it like it's hot and beautiful. Like that's like there's a gap that that big in my Snoop Dogg knowledge. Oh wow, you, yo, you know what album you should really fuck with? Um, the last meal's really good. It's got that Timbaland shit. Um, oh, that is that is a West Coast album. For that's real. a good album. Um, yeah. Then that the Neptunes one, Bush. Like Charlie, it's like Charlie Wilson and Pharrell making like a spring summer cleaning your house album. It's real goofy. Yes, yeah. but like the the blue carpet treatment is kind of the last. Oh, right. He's or, rapping. No, I, I have a soft spot for um, Kool Aid. I love Kool Aid, but yeah, I, love I think I think uh, me, me and Darko talked about like the blue carpet treatment, where I was like, dude, I was like working my second job out of college, like getting that CD in the mail, and he was like. Oh, I was in sixth grade, like playing in my dad's car. <laughs> and I was like, bro, we're, we're, we're clearly of different generations. Like yeah. I was paying rent, like paying renters insurance, you know, I mean, student loans. He's like, I was in my dad's car bumping the blue carpet treatment. Wow. Yeah, blue, car- blue carpet treatment's kind of fire. I like that one too. He, 
The other thing that I would bring up about Dogfather that is an interesting thing to think about as a theme, right, is so one of the things people love about Doggy Style is that it is relatable as shit, right? Mm, Drinking gin out of the bottle with the plastic bag around it (laughs) and like just hanging out with your friends, you know. Wearing Uh, hockey jerseys in the 90s. It's the best. For some reason on interludes making fun of somebody dying of AIDS. What are you going to do? But it's uh, but he has the so there's a relatability to it. The dog father totally distances from that. Look at the cover. The cover is this kind of the same kind of drawn on dog figure from the beginning from the first one but in a suit as a as a dog and a big part of this album is like him sending people to do insane things there's a whole skit where he's like that motherfucker he's a bitch he's a bitch and you should kill him you go kill him god you know what i mean bg i believe in you bg do this boom and like (laughs) go just go kill him and like he's he's a boss now he's not a worker true no yeah and this this was the album where i was like oh shit like he has to figure out whether he's going to pretend to be relatable Mm. chance the rapper or he's going to transition and say no man i'm in a suit now i'm rich true yeah this is what it's like um so i'm sorry real real quick alaska i realize you really would love the seven days of funk album with dame funk Okay. Yeah. Dame Stone's that, throw on Stone's throw. Seven wow. songs. Snoop, yep. Dame Funk, seven joints. Snoop just singing, doing funk. It's fucking. Oh, it's so good. It's when he was Snoop Lion oh, yeah. for like two years. Dude. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. That Absolutely album is good. fucking yep. awesome. Back to back. Like that and Bush came out within a couple of years. Like those are like the last two newer ones where I was like, okay, like Snoop still got it. Like he's having fun. So what were we going to say? I'm sorry before I've dumped it on you. Oh, I was going to say, um, doesn't it seem like I don't, it's something I've just been thinking about? Dr. Dre is like a pyramid scheme. <laughs> Go on, please. You know what I'm saying? Like he brings somebody in, makes them famous. Right. Gets them a deal under his under his imprint. Right. Money kicks back up to him from that label. Oh, that person forever. gets famous, brings forever. somebody else in, soaks up their imprint. Kicks money back up to that person. Kicks money back yeah, up to Dre. You know, like I, I remember saying to my friends, scheme. yeah, back in the day when it was like, okay, there's Interscope Records at the top, at the very top of the pyramid scheme is Interscope. One wrong belief is at, be, below that. It's aftermath. One wrong yeah. belief and below that is Shady. One yeah. wrong below that is G Unit. So like, yeah. if Young Buck comes out, Fifty gets a cut, and then Eminem gets a cut, Dre gets a cut, Jimmy IV gets the yep. big. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, like even at the Super Bowl. I predicted I'm like Mary J. Blige is gonna do fucking hateration holleration because Dre yeah. produced it. She's got 800 incredible fucking songs. She does the Dre song because we we, we have to genuflect to him. Be, you know what I mean? Like get the fuck out of here, bro. I'm not. I'm not with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was a point in history where it it was a pyramid scheme. There's the only way to describe it, right? It was like yeah. it was aftermath, and then it was Shady Records, and then it was yeah. G Unit. Yeah. Right. He was the original. He was the original essential oils. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. But he's also like some of my problems with Dre is not just that he's become really bad at making music. But aside from that, like he. There's a pyramid scheme of like acknowledgement where like he gets all the credit DJ Quick should get. Mm. 
gets all the credit above the law should get. A battle cat. That battle catch. Rick Rock. Das. He gets all the credit. Yeah. He gets all the credit. It's it all falls under that umbrella. He's the Beatles of West Coast rap for people who don't know West Coast rap. Good point. That's a good Good point. I like that. What's the next album, my friend? Should I do? Oh, you want to do? Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, We're we're just letting it on you. Me and Alaska have no. Yeah. Yeah. You're just running albums. (laughs) So I was just I was just talking to Andrew. You're coming out of timeout. You're coming out of timeout. Draw the place constantly. That's what we got. I was just talking about talking to Andrew about this because another Dan classic that nobody cares about um, is the coup. Sorry to bother you. 2012. Never heard. Um, it's the album. It's the album that the movie's based on. And pull up the track list. Pull up the tracks. This is the only album where like Killer Mike and Das Racist are on the album. Word. Killer Mike, Das Racist, and the Coup together on one song. Fuck. Sorry. (laughs) Holy shit. Okay. This is correct. It's fucking crazy. And and so. This and tune yards, tune yes. yards, cash. I mean, uh, Alaska. That's like the original. What's the name? Fiona Apple. The original right? Fiona Apple, like record. Well, the original latest Fiona Apple record. That everyone's like, it's the greatest thing ever. I right. love watching people have complete meltdowns on records. <laughs> Mental health is good for my entertainment. <laughs> no, it's it it's totally a different sound from anything the coup ever did, mm. um, oh. and amazingly so like they, they brought in the people for this kind of pop punk sound that really just goes that they merge their political shit with so he's still saying shit like um you know economics is an orchestra of poverty and you know and disease or whatever but mm. it's over this like crazy pop punk orchestration with big juicy hooks mm. and it's, it's Crazy, it's awesome. Magic clap is the first song. It's dope. Uh, yeah, I, my son has heard your parents' cocaine way too much. <laughs> um, it's just fabulous. I, Boots Riley is just one of one of my favorite writers. Um, yeah, so it was, and it was funny because this. So when the movie gets announced, sorry to bother you. I'm like, the what? Is this? I, I thought of those weird old No Limit movies where they made the, uh, yeah. the album into a dumb bad movie, and I was like, "What is this?" Yeah. Yo, I got um, the hookup. Yeah, but there's a anybody who's seen the movie. Sorry to bother you. I went to a, with my friend who co-started the site with me, and the movie loses its mind halfway through. Completely. I, that's where it lost me. I was like, "I'm yeah. out." Mind halfway through, the audience comes out of the theater just like, "What? What?" And I turn to my friend and go. I'm so glad these people know what it's like to listen to a coup album. Ah. <laughs> so glad they understand that it, the unhinged journey of ah. being in the coup's presence is the, the album, the movie is perfectly mirrors what it's like to listen to the coup. Interesting. Okay. Well, since I think, okay. So since neither Alaska nor I have ever heard this album, can I toss an album out? Since- Do it. I'm thinking of an album that potentially all of us have heard that we've never discussed on this show. Okay. Um, cool. I packed up a couple as well. Okay. In just in so. case. Just I just got case. backups. Um, 
a Jurassic Five quality control. Never heard. Oh, of it. God. you never heard it. Okay, I, I heard got, the I single. I was like, no, I can't okay, all right, wait, wait, wait. Okay, wait. Yeah. I, I want it to be something everyone has at least heard. Okay, I've heard. Uh, I- exhibit forty days and forty nights. Ooh. Oh, I love it. Love okay, it. there we go. Yes, there we go. Yeah, yes. Uh, okay, Alaska thoughts on exhibit forty days and forty nights. I mean, it's it's a fantastic record. There's not like I gotta I gotta pull it up so I can look at it real quick just so I. Make sure I'm. Can, on, I, on, can on I do a J five rant? Can I do J five rant? Yeah, well, we thirty that. seconds on J five. Hit me. Fucking J five. I hate them for a reason that isn't their fault. To be honest, <laughs> I didn't it, think you were gonna say this. It J five was the was that album was an album that white people adopted completely. Oh yeah. And kept talking to me about and kept like these guys are geniuses. I'm like they're rapping about cereal. Shut up. Shut <laughs> up. Leave me alone. You you don't like rap, just stop it. You know yeah, they're definitely one of the like it. do it. <laughs> you got that smile, it's the white though. people, it's the white people, they're one of the good ones records. Oh my they're articulate. It's like saying they're yeah. articulate. Is that what you're going for? That's exactly what I'm going for. Oh, yeah. And I felt man. and I felt so bad because there's a great documentary on like the good life and that that whole scene. Right. And those guys right. were like legit in that scene, uh, MCs, MCs, just do it. So I felt really bad that that was how it turned out, but it became you you guys had that episode like uh what you know, I don't like hip hop, but I love artist X, you know. Oh, yeah, oh, they're they're the champions of that. Yeah, they yeah, are they're in there. That's yeah. that's wonderful. All right, so exhibit forty days and forty nights, Alaska. Go. You know, it's just a monster of a record. I mean, it was like it was like exhibit rhymed his ass off on the first record. Um, yep. Yep. Which I'm blanking on the name of it right uh, now. At the speed of life. But, uh, at speed of life, right? Yeah. Right. So he he wrapped his ass off on that. But but the first video that he had for that had that beat that what was kind of like is what you get now. No, what you see is what you get from Forty Days and Forty Nights. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm thinking. Of, I'm talking uh, about the one on Restless where it was like paparazzi. Yeah, like the beat was Ooh. like it was like sounded like it was some shit that Robin Thicke would be riding through the fucking city <laughs> on a delivery bike singing to. It's you so know what I mean. It was like in the rap game. That was I, my yeah, shit. Could've... I love it. So I don't think oh. people gave him the props as an MC that he deserved off of that. Kill that shit. Kill that. Shit. So 40 days and 40 nights came and he dropped what you see is what you get. And that was instant stardom. Oh man. Like that shit brought him from a dude that like was a West coast rapper that sounded East coast to just being a fucking superstar. Agreed. The shit was just insanity. I, um, when remember when it was him said that song, three card Molly, Mm-hmm. Ross, Kaz, and Saphir, and they were forming oh, a group yeah. called the Golden State Warriors. Yep. And I was dying for that to come out. Oh my! Yeah. I, I still have the twelve inch. I have the the single for Three Car Molly, just to have the acapella, yeah. just to have it. You know what I mean? Oof, so good. Yeah. I just pulled right. up. I just pulled up the track list for the Forty Days and Forty Nights, and there is a common producer, uh, on both. Dogfather and 40 Days, 40 Nights. Superfly? Superfly, baby. Yeah, man. He, ma- he makes arguably the, the song that's the most out of place, Pussy Pop with Method Man and J.O. Mm. Felony. That like kind of is like that fits on the Restless album one exhibit where he goes super West Coast. You know what I mean? Like I think it's like an album yeah. early to put that song on an exhibit album. 
it's a little too early but like let it rain with king t and the alcoholics oh, oh my god, god. So good. let it rain brother let it rain that shit is yeah. nuts um, that shit is insanity. I, I fuck um, with that dude. Um, he he came back out again recently. Montage one. He's on two songs in this album, Recycled Assassins, which is ill. And then nobody sound like me, where he samples Ghostface. I don't want brother sounding like me on yeah. no album. That shit is crazy. <laughs> Look, he no. even had Method Man in jail felony. That's what I was saying. That the pussy pop song. It's like a little yeah. too early, but Meth sounds great on that joint. Just don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and and. The predominant producer on that album, I didn't even realize, was Sir Jinx. Like it's Alaska's guy, Sir right Jinx. there. Sir Jinx is. So He's another one. He's another one. Dre, like Dre, comes through and erases Sir Jinx from ever being yeah. anything. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Dude. And and the right. crazy shit is like him and Sir Jinx had nothing to do with each other. Right. But you would Sir think Jinx like no, nope. yeah, they're like, oh no, I I guess Dre did Ice Cube, and I guess you know, like yeah. no, he didn't. He didn't do any of that shit. No. Uh, all right, that's a good one. And then uh Alaska, you want to take one and we'll take a we'll take a break real quick. Sure, sure, sure. Back let, me, up. let me pop one out on me. All right. Um go. let's go with Slick Rick, the art of storytelling. <laughs> I bought that okay. on release day in high school. That's how dedicated Same. I was. Well, you were you were in your graduate studies at uh at, at, at Wesleyan. I was uh at my grandchild's graduation. Um uh, yeah, I Art of storytelling, dog. Whew. Look, I will say this. I lived by this, this album. This album was, mm. is like the, in the scripture for me. Uh, it, wow. It is, yeah, this, I like it better than Great Adventures. I, I love this album so wow. much. I would agree with you, honestly, on that one. The it's, a better, it's a better album. The production is very dated. I will say it that. Is. But the rapping is, is bananas. He kills that shit. You know what's great about it, too? Like, number one, it's got the crazy Portishead sample on Frozen with Raekwon. How can I forget you? Like, that's crazy. Our man Bimmy, shouts to Bimmy from the hip-hop Street Figures joint. He's a co-producer on that. Um, It's like the the perfect template on, like, how do we take the old-school rapper and then put out a new album? It's kind of like the Santana album, Supernatural. But for Slick Rick, it's like we're gonna put Raekwon and Big Boy and fucking Red Man and like cannabis, you know what I mean? Like Snoop. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like you're still gonna flex and do you and tell the stories and all that. But we're gonna make it for for me again. I was what when this came out, I was I was 17 years old. So a 17 year old buying a slick rick on release date, I had never done that before. But because I'm like, oh man, Outcast Street Talking was crazy. That that shit was everywhere, man. Oh my god, shit was bananas. Yeah. Jazzy Faye did that beat. The wow, the sales pitch on this is like, like this came out in '99. Right, you know, when I graduated. I would say like, go ahead. If you were wondering what Slick Rick would sound like with every dope '90s rapper, just get this album. Yes. Like, yeah, it's you know, like and he, he runs even, every single rapper off the track. He crushes it, everybody. It's Absolutely. not even close. It's not even close. I think the only one I felt like, wow, this could be just a group was Raekwon Frozen. Yes. Yeah. Hey, yo, we frozen. Ill brothers say throw Rick Amazing. and Ray on. Oh my God. Amazing. Isn't there yeah, a Nas song too? Isn't there like a Nas and Rick song? But I don't think it's there is. Yeah. So we need to talk about this because this is me and Nas break me too hardest. Yes. Yeah. Finally. Dun, dun, dun. Terrible chorus. Like, 
Yes, Most people would have just called that song hardest. I love how it's like, yeah, me and Nas bring yeah. it. Like, in case you didn't know, Nas is on the song. Like, me and Nas like bring it. Sentence. It's a sentence. <laughs> Produced by Trackmasters, of course. Yeah, it's, yep. it's, it's a, you know, it's great too. What I loved about it, he was smart. Where, like, remember he popped up on the, um, the artist storytelling remix yep. with Outcast in the video where they're, where they're like Muppets and shit. Like, you ever see that video where they yeah, have like a little yeah, Muppet yeah, of yeah. Slick it's Rick amazing, with the eye yeah. patch? And then he just went from that. He's like, my album's called The Art of Storytelling. Like, I just did the Outcast song now. I am an Outcast, basically. I'm I'm an Outcast, but I'm also now at Nas because we bring it to your hardest. It's fucking awesome. So let me he let had, me ask you two, let me ask he, you two something about this album because okay, go ahead. What one of the things Slick Rick gets all the credit for storytelling, right? Storytelling, Slick Rick storytelling, right. but Slick Rick might be the coolest British rapper, like in terms of using his accent, <laughs> using yeah, he his might voice, be the coolest forever. rapper ever. Ever right, right. Slick Rick is so, in my top three. Also, makes sense. You know, I mean, this motherfucker put out a song that was so funny and so crude about putting it in the butthole. Adults <laughs> only. Adults only. Adults only. Oh he got. He has a line in there. Said, "Cause I ain't even a fucker, and her pussy soaking wet." I already had her tit out. If I play my cards right, fuck her, dig her in the hole where she shit out. <laughs> yep, yep. No, I will tell you, uh, if you listen to that song, you will have, like, PTSD reverberations from it. Like, I can still yeah. hear him say, honey little butthole or whatever. You know, that's <laughs> terrifying. Um, he, um... My, my two favorite Slick Rick songs now and like famous things is uh, Sitting in My Car with Dougie Fresh. Oh my God. Yep. Where the whole song oh is about God. like he cheats on his girl with his girl's best friend in the same house, but he does it. He's like, but I'm a good man because she's cheating. Yep. So he's like, I'm going to have sex with her friend in her house, but I'm a good guy, but she deserved it. And then he has the other song. Um, with large professor off the wild wild west soundtrack i sparkle that oh shit is God, the greatest that is the amazing. best so, he, he there's goes, a line he says he says he goes he says nothing but scandal here i out glitter the chandelier i was like <laughs> dude that's crazy i out glitter the chandelier but he's, he's so, so fucking cool because yes. like if you look at the song transitions in this thing like he goes from like who rotten them, which is just him like killing the track to like two way street, which really thoughtful, yeah, that's, that's and, you know, these, these decision making song. Yep, he, I own he, America, tie fight. It's just that's what I was just gonna yeah. talk about. That song, part one and, like, one and two. He, he's like one or two. Like, if you were like talking about, was it the uh, cool Modi had that thing where he said, every era of rap has three kings, mm. right? Yeah, that was from his '97 book. There, yeah, I have that joint. Yeah, I've never forgotten it. I would say, if you're talking about that era, the late late '80s oh, kind of he's... era, it's what him, Kane, and who? Like Rock him, Paris. Like the, like, the, but like those three guys created like the style for the next four to five years for everyone. Yeah, like Dana yeah. Dane's whole shit is like I'm another Slick Rick, but I'm from yeah. New York. You know, <laughs> like, and then real quick, he put out those songs like. He put out like a two pack of single shouts to love you, love you, Lissies. 2019 Midas Touch and Can't Dance to Attracted Ain't Got No Soul. 
where he's rapping his ass off like deep into his 50s cool videos he just put out two songs i was like cool then he has yeah. a song with like premiere on the um that uh what's his name movie jonah hill babysitter movie where it's just slick rick and premiere together doing a song amazing i don't even know why but anyway uh cool that? this dude said that verse on ecstatic get the oil get the fuck out my country wow yo real quick when since you said that song my my one ex-girlfriend she's ruined two out she's ruined one album for me where i put her onto black sheep first album right and she played the cd so much in her car i was like i can't ever listen to black sheep again and i found out through uh jeff weiss Who's still, and this is why I wrote on Vegas Vic. Like I said, why do my exes follow my exes on Instagram? It's kind of like a play on this. Jeff was, he's like, oh yeah, Jeff was like, oh, I still follow her on Facebook. You know, she got married and had dreads at her wedding, do fucking the choice is yours. I was like, that, that's my shit. But I was dating her when that's the ecstatic amazing. came out, right? And when the ecstatic came out, she would always, we would play that in the car and she would always play the auditorium. The song was Slick Rick. And she would always just be around the house saying, they don't understand it on another planet. And I was like, stop. Like, you're ruining Slick Rick on the most deaf album. Like, stop doing that. Like, you beat these things in the ground. That's my shit. This is mine. Like, it's like George. Like, this is George's world. Like, you're clashing to George. Like, you already ruined Black Sheep. Don't ruin. She And she ruined that part for me. So, unfortunately, I can't get it. What are you going to say, Lask? I'm sorry. I was just gonna talk about some lines. <laughs> just cracked talk about some time. lines, man. This this motherfucker in uh, I Run America said he's so crazy. I smash ripping up the place. Give a Mac a taste. Wipe my ass with a rapper's face. Cars come to a dead stop, and rain find ways not to drop up on my head. <laughs> he's just he's like he's so, so vulgar, but it like in a really like wink wink kind of way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm so gross, but it's kind of funny because I'm so like pleasant about it you know what i mean he said reefer sweet wrap it up free fix greet every rapper rap maggot underneath rick's feet <laughs> right dog the Incredible. dude is so good and his flow and and like the way he puts words together nobody is even close to him he's Still, the only dude that day. doesn't sound sweet and stupid rapping with a smile on his face yeah like he always raps with a smile you know yeah I mean? Yeah. It's, it's I think hard. the song on this that reminds me of that is "Impress the Kid," right? Ooh, that's my yeah. shit. Impress the Impress kid. Impress the kid is like that's like laid back confidence. That's Oof. like this not. He doesn't sound stressed Friend, at all. Trying to, try, try uh, to impress the kid. DJ SNS oh. on that beat. That joint's hard. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Let's let's do our first break in the Bird okay, Box okay, Blind okay. Box Red Box episode. Black culture. Dan O. Free oh. and free music empire. Free music empire. Take it over, over, over. Yeah, stepping in. Nope. Remember, remember, like back in the day when like Johnny Carson would be out, and they would have like guests, like Gary Shandling would host. Gary Shandling, Joe right? and Rivers, yep. Leno and Joan Rivers. Yeah, so Dan, Dan is our fucking Gary Shandling right now. That's amazing. There we go. That's pre, pre Gary Shandling show. The Black Panther Party Ten Point Program, written October fifteenth, nineteen sixty-six. We want freedom. We want power to determine the destiny of our black community. 
We believe that black people will not be free until we are able to determine our destiny. Two, we want full employment for our people. We believe that the federal government is responsible and obligated to give every man employment and a guaranteed income. Three, we want an end to the robbery by the capitalists of our black community. We believe that this racist government has robbed us and now we are demanding the overdue debt of 40 acres and two mules. Four, we want decent housing fit for the shelter of human beings. We believe that if the white landlords will not give decent housing to our black community, then the housing and the land should be made into cooperatives so that our community with government aid can build and make decent housing for its people. Five, we want education for our people that exposes the true nature of this decadent American society. We want education that teaches us our true history and our role in the present day society. Six, we want all black men to be exempt from military service. We believe that black people should not be forced to fight in the military service to defend a racist government that does not protect us. Seven, we want an immediate end to police brutality and the murder of black people. We believe we can end police brutality in our black community by organizing black self-defense groups that are dedicated to defending our black community from racist police oppression and brutality. Eight, we want freedom for all black men held in federal, state, county, and city prisons and jails. We believe that all black people should be released into many jails and prisons because they have not received a fair and impartial trial. Nine, we want all black people when brought to trial to be tried in court by a jury of their peer group or people from their black communities as defined by the Constitution of the United States. We believe that the court should follow the United States Constitution so that black people will receive fair trials. Ten, we want land, bread, housing, education, clothing, justice, and peace. When, in the course of the human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which are connected with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them, a decent respect of the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to this separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All, all men are created equal, that are endowed by the creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Little Robert Hutton, Curly Castro, out on Backwood Studios. Get it now. What is up, internet humans? This is Wally Clark. When I am not swimming the Panama Canal in Thames, or teaching infants how to steal, I am listening to the Call Out Culture Podcast with Zilla, Curly Castro, and Alaska. Make sure you check out my new record, Goon, fully produced by Flu, and available on vinyl through Tough Kong Records. And remember, you are nothing, and I am everything. Welcome back. We are back from our glorious break. I hope you heard a Wally Clark commercial that made you scratch your head. Mm. What a gentleman. What a guy. And uh, we, we're back. We, we're going through this blind box of beautiful music. And uh, we, we had some great conversations. I, I can't wait to hear what we have next. Is it my turn? Am I up now? Yeah, so essentially, it, yeah. your your only job tonight was just to pick and host. Like me and Lask are just big like pundits, being like, "I don't, I don't like that at all." No, it's that doesn't go with family values. Go on. So let me go with if, if I'm next. Let me do. Let me go with. I'm gonna throw it down because I had I have some the picks where some are Dan classics, but these are in the other category of these people are so good that some of their best albums get overlooked. Ooh. Uh, and so I want to declare that I think Small Bills Don't Play It Straight might be the best Halloween record of all time. 
Mm. In terms of hip hop, right? I don't think Alaska's just, heard the Small Bills album yet. It's so yeah. Halloween. It's so it fucking is. beautiful. Uh, you know, That's just elusive. Concept Jackson on E.T. Diamond. That's his best verse in his life, dog. Oh, that's the shit that just came out recently, right? Yeah, with with the uh, lasso and lasso, Lewis. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Dude, safe house. Come on, man. Safe house. Oh, Shout out, field. God. Oh, yeah. You, know? you know what's great about this? I mean, Alaska. I don't know how like how much you sat with. Um, don't play it straight. I've never even heard it. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I've played this one. I, this came out right when I think Brass came out potentially. I okay. feel like there was another backwards adjacent thing happening. I mean, this one came out on Mellow. Um, Lasso is like, he's he's fucking nasty. Um, I think this album is going to be the one that when, I mean, now's a good time to check it, honestly, because, you know, Haram's been out for a while and there's a lull between a Woods and a Lucid Project solo mm-hmm. or together. It's a great time to spend, to sit in with this one, like, Fielded, you know, no Saj who who was on um oh, shrines harbor or yeah. mother, you know what I mean? Like woods. I mean, it's just it's a cool, you know what it's like? It's like um it's like when you heard um Alchemist enter the mob deep world, you're like, okay, it's mob deep, but it's like it's another strain of mob deep. Yeah, it's like here's the backwoods world of Willie Green and and Dove and all those people we love, but like here's like a like like another doorway to open. That's okay. what a lucid and lasso do with like live trumpet players, you know what I mean? And like just, nice. but not in a cheesy, you know, like uh, you know, like like college radio way of like like you say like, like oh white people like it because there's an upright bass. It's like yeah, dark, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> like in a really ill way. It's it's a really I think you and and Dan's right. It does it does give you like good Halloween vibes. Okay. Yeah, and this was one of the I don't know I think this was one of the ones that because I had really trained myself to talk about Woods being the best lyricist in the world right Mm -hmm. I had had my rap down and this was like part of the thing where I started to be like Elucid's like an all timer like oh yeah I I started to really get into it and understand like Mm. God you can put this dude anywhere like yeah and it was like the thing about Don't Play It Straight is I was like, this is incredible. And Woods couldn't do this. Like, yeah. that's, you it's know, not cyber shit. It's just what it, that's what it is. And I started to, to find the reverence that Woods has for Elusive, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't heard this, but I was, it's funny you said that Woods couldn't do this. Cause when you said that, when you were saying that Elusive can do like, has more range, maybe. Mm hmm. Um, like I, I see that with Elucid. Like I, I think Elucid in some ways is a more traditional rapper than than Woods oh, yeah. is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, lyrically they're both like upper echelon all-time greats. Um, but I think Elucid has more sort of dimensions to his delivery than Woods does. Right. And that's not a, a slight at Woods. Woods has like an all-time great delivery. Um, but it's different in a way that it's great because of the uniqueness of it. A hundred percent. You know, what's crazy yeah. about Elucid. Like, like yesterday I was driving to work and I just was like playing my iTunes on shuffle. And I had like all these crazy ass shit playing. I was tweeting them. 
And one of the ones I didn't tweet was an elusive song, probably from 2011 or 12, from either Smash and Grab or um, Police and Thieves. Uh, he had another one called like Dream On and Bomb, which is crazy. He just does like a lot of really ill blog mixtapes that he really does not like anymore or does not want to acknowledge. So I didn't want to put him on blast. But he had one of them where I remember when I heard it at the time, this is at least 10 years ago, where he was so future back then, ramen on like bass shit and like putting effects on beats. And he was just amazing. And uh, he he flipped common saying, I don't like if I don't like it, I don't like it. That don't mean that I'm hating. And that was the hook on one of these songs. And back then I was like, wait a second, this fucking futuristic dude who's like emerging from like a, a smoked out, burnt down city with all this crazy shit. He's doing some common bars. And I was like, oh, like he's on some like super rap shit. I can do that. And then that gave me the confidence to start like pulling rap lines everywhere for hooks like that song. When I first heard that, I'm like, oh, we're allowed to do that. Oh shit. You know what I mean? And then later on with Woods, he he gave me the the, the feeling to do like sports references when when I produced a song with him and um Premo Mark's Wild Years, where he said, I was in the war room when they drafted Brandon Whedon. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> you the most forgettable quarterback in the world. Like, that's a brag. And I was like, these guys, these guys are fly with it. Like, this is it's like dolled up to be some next shit, but it's really just some hip hop people. You know what I mean? Like yeah, right going on their path so i was like that yeah. that that was very influential for me in ways that i had forgotten but shouts to those dudes and, That's a cool uh, call. i got i got i actually got a chance to do like an email interview with uh elucid about this album because well he was your mvp right that year this is i yeah. think this might have been before they had that whole thing okay uh, so he was i just heard the singles and was like this is nuts like I need to talk to him about this, and so I, I had five questions for him without even hearing the record. Right? I was like, "Who is Kayana? Why is she on every song? What is going on here?" And he was like, he said something like, "She really had a good grasp of like fitting into the song, kind of regardless of what genre it is." You know, mm-hmm. something like that. You know, that that's where his head was at. Like. Let's not call this anything. Let's just do it. Wow. You know, he was killing it. So that's that's the experimental nature of it. And the lasso is somebody who doesn't give a fuck about any what what you think, what anything thinks. He's not market correcting. The lasso's doing whatever the lasso wants to do. And seeking out that fearlessness is something that Elusa doesn't have to do at this point and, and does. So, yeah. Yeah, I fuck with that um that twenty one twenty one record from um last year he did that jazz shit. Yeah, Mello. He's na- like the the way he uses saxophones to me like it didn't occur to me how much I love the saxophone until Castro and I a couple years ago started playing with this band Swift Technique, Shasta Swift, where like you know we, we were like opening for Rock Him and like just doing we were on TV in Philly with them. They're ill. And just being around like a saxophone player a lot, like in the in the flesh and doing shows, I'm like, yo, the saxophone's my shit. You know what I mean? Like, and the lasso uses a lot of saxophone. So, because it's like the only instrument that's like melodic, but has bass in it. You know what I mean? From like a brass segment. So that's, that's my shit right there. That's a good call. Pulling everyone out. 
Um, cool. What's uh, what's your next album here, Dano? Uh, let's sit. Oh, let's go with, and and this one might need to be traded out, depending on how many people have heard this or heard of. It. <laughs> uh, this is yeah, these were supposed to be albums that everybody knew. And and to be <laughs> fair about this. I have no understanding of that. That has always been my issue. Okay. I don't fair know what. To be fair, I have no qualifications for this job. I did apply. I have no degree. I don't know what's going on. I I don't care about underground or overground. I just kind of because I'm not a rapper. I don't I don't really care. I just like stuff. So fair. Um, but hometown hero by Trey the Truth. I think it's like twenty. I don't know what that is. Um, I can. I have. I have an alternate. <laughs> I, I love Trey the Truth. Okay. I like him a lot. I like Trey a lot, but I, I don't know who Trey the Truth is. From I'll Houston. give a brief summation on that and give you an alternate pick. Um, so, okay. they basically, in 2017, Hurricane Harvey hits Houston, right? <laughs> and he, in he, from all accounts, he just got mad, walked out the door, got in his truck, bought a shitload of fast food, and put it out on Instagram. Whoever's hurting. DM me, I'll swing by your house and give you food. And so, like, he created this thing called the Relief Gang that just delivered supplies in trucks to people who needed it. Mm-hmm. And That's like, there were people, he was like Robin Hood in that bitch. He was yeah. like, people, they, there's an article they were saying people would, they'd be boiling the water so they could use the water and they'd look out there and go, is that Trey the Truth coming? <laughs> like, they would listen out the door. Like what? And so Homebound Heroes, the album after that, wow. where he wow. gets to start it with like news clips and shit. And he gets to be like, you know, the whole vibe is just like, you've got gold chains, I save people from hurricanes, you know? Mm. Ultimate That's flex. Super um, flex. So, but I, I love Trey the Truth. I just had to throw that out there. So, but yes, alternate here would be and this is kind of a what if, what happened to this guy thing. Uh, it's control system. Oh, Absol. Absol. Wow, I love this album. Mm. Oh my god, I love this joint. Control this system, album. 2012. It's got pineal uh, gland on it, right? Pineal gland, pineal yep, gland. Yep. yep. That shit is hard, bro. This album was. Ooh, me and Castro used to bump this shit. This was like the beginning of our TDE obsession. It was like this shit, habits and contradictions, section eighty. Man, mm-hmm. this album. There was a real hard. debate. There was a real debate when TDE started as to Woo. who the best was, right? Because J Rock was so solid. Yeah, and he was out first. He was out way before TDE yeah. existed. Yeah. I feel like, right, on like Interscope or some shit. Definitely. You uh, know, like he was, you know, but Absol had his own people that were Absol people, and they were like Absol's the one. Yeah, and he's terrible. He's real whack. It's like shocking how whack he is. Yes. He's I'm fascinated by that going from somebody who was like that guy's next up and has the best the best team around him, right? Uh the they and he, nothing. You know what he he was like he was like a fully realized Razkaz. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if you gave Razkaz incredible music and collaborators be like, "Listen, Go as deep as you want with conspiracy theories, African history, social ills of today, kind of clunky punchlines. We'll we'll let it go if the beats are crazy and everyone you're pulling in is like bringing their A game. 
and like he has the one song um the book of soul where he talks about like oh, oh his girlfriend going deaf or he's go- which one is it like his girlfriend's going blind or deaf it's like yeah. about some disability i think yeah. he's like i think he's like slowly going blind or something the book of soul it is, i think she dies i think it's she a, dies the girlfriend yeah. dies oh my right. god then he has yeah. like the song like bohemian grove all about like conspiracy oh. theories and he has like nope. terrorist nope. threats when danny brown like nope. black lip bastard remix where they're, all the black hippie dudes are going crazy nope. it's a great album dude man echo on the first track of track you know, two is nuts yep on some blur shit he just called it track two it's the best fucking beat on the album <laughs> Ooh, control man if castro was here he would go bonkers because he and i i'm so we just play this shit crazy just like before we were recorded like be in the car we would play absol he was our guy like more than kendrick it was absol it wasn't kendrick it was absol it was absol and schoolboy that was like our, our guys from um early tde man damn i remember yeah. like playing that um that next one like some days where he's like carrying the cross like jesus yeah that and there was, was like two good songs and i was like bro it work it did work and i think and do as thou wilt by the way um is one of the worst albums by a great mc that i Ugh. think i've heard in my life it's because he is like so what happens to him and this is it's hard to quantify this right like but there's some people we think we're, we give clearance to talk about sex in really in-depth oh. ways. And there's some people we just say, no, you can't do that. Please like don't Nas. Do Nas is the worst, most profane, despicable sex rapper in the world ever. Yep. And absolutely. Hey, I, I still don't sex. think Nas ever had sex. Basically, <laughs> he makes sex rhymes. He's a 40-year-old virgin. Like talking about That's how a hot take. Like That's a hot take. Um, Alaska, did you ever fuck with Absol? No. Oh, okay. So. We're, we're like over over here, Dan. All right. Well, what's what's um, I'll ask you, what, what what's what's your pick then? Since you don't listen to music, <laughs> since I haven't listened to music you since nineteen eighty eight. Um. Uh, I I think Bismarck. He that he's pretty new. I'm digging that guy's stuff. You know. Ed I'm OG. gonna go Diamond D Stunts, Blunts, and Hip Hop. Oh, Stunts. We haven't talked about that album ever. It's a good call. No, we haven't. We should have. Baby, baby. I'm a um, I'm a big Diamond D guy, man. I love that. Yeah, it's it's an album that came out of nowhere. I mean, I know you guys were probably in Virtu in Virtro when it uh, came out. Sure. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it came out and it was like nobody knew it was coming. It came out the same day, I think, as Red Man. What the album? Whoa! Yeah, I was and, ten. I was ten when this one hit. Best kept secret. Yeah, one track. And I just it. remember like when it came out, everybody being like, "This is the one. This is the album that's like the heater." We were all waiting for Red Man, which was dope, but mm-hmm. this is the one. You know, you know what's yeah, ill about this album is like, I mean, like me is it's it's kind of funny how much when me and Small Pro the first album for Career Crooks, like him flipping Best Kept Secret, um, on our song Corrupt Novelist, like that, like blew yeah. people away. Yep. And when he when he sent me the song, you know, because he, he remixed some other shit we did, and I was like. I don't know, bro. It's kind of kitschy. Like, you just straight up, like, just did fucking best kept secret. Like, I don't know about this, man. He's like, nah, it'll be fun. You know, whatever. And then we put out and everyone was like, oh, my God. 
And I was like, oh, I, mean, I guess people really love Diamond D like us. I didn't really think that would matter. Yeah, no, people love Diamond D. And, and he did like yep. every single style of music that was out at the time on this record. Yep. He's he had like yep. just the straight like hardcore rap shit, the cool storytelling joints. He had like the club bangers, like mm-hmm. the house club bangers almost even like the mm-hmm. R&B shit. Like, I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. <laughs> And it's like the shit that's got like the moral storytelling to it as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like all the shit was on there. Everything you wanted was on there. Even had like the dope posse cuts, shitty posse cuts. Yeah. Um, you know, he had everything. Everything you want on a record was on there. Oh, what's my shit on this? No, one too? When I was digging into the DITC crew, uh, I was I just kept thinking about how unfair it was that they had so many dope producers. Oh my mm-hmm. God. Showbiz is so slept on. Ugh, oh my, I yeah. love show. I love show. And I'm finesse, fun. like, right. I mean, just yeah. crazy. It's, it's just too much. The, um, did you guys ever is check? Finesse um, the most slept on producer ever. Might be. Might I be. mean, I, I interviewed him at some point during COVID when he, he did the Motown album where he got all the stems yeah. from Motown, like, and like just updated them. And he was working with Jay Zone a lot, which is crazy. Um, when you look at Finesse's credit, I said to him, I looked before the interview, I was like, you do a lot of album closers. Like he doesn't do the juicy loop with the single. He's like no. suicidal thoughts for big. He does the song on Chronic 2001 about like Dre's brother who dies. Right. Like right. He doesn't have, I forget the, what, the song he has on CNN on War Report. It's not like blood money, you know what I mean? Or T-O-N-Y. He always has like yeah. the introspective emotional album cut. And uh, I think he closed like three or four albums. OC on, on Jewels, he, he closes that mm. shit. He's just got like an ill a lane. But but him as a rapper is like the most punchline, like flexing dude. You know what I mean? Um, oh, real quick, Diamond D. Did you, so what do you think of hatred, passions, and uh, infidelity? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing i have no yeah. thoughts it's it's a weird album only because like there's one song in there gather around which is one of my favorite songs ever where it's like putting that album out in 97 was like three and a half years too late because that album exactly. is very like that still, was the problem yeah that album's still like 93 to 95 ish and then 97 it sounds old the day it comes out you're like mm, no but gather around sounds like an outtake from stunts blunts but like polished so i always yeah. go back to that song but yeah that's that's not like a record when you when you listen to 90s hip-hop you get that like timing was extra important because Oof. hip-hop it was so formative those years right there was mm-hmm. so teenage years of hip-hop that like if your album came out in a year or two years too late you were done you that's were it. cooked like the way if the wave was over you, you were done and it was so dated if you missed it. Straight yep. up. It's yep. it's what happened to Real to Real with uh uh Grand Maxwell. Yeah, his yeah. record just came out like a year too late. A year earlier it would have been the biggest record in the world. A year too late, it sounded like it was 40 years old. <laughs> yep. That's no good. Um, all yeah. right. So do we have any other for round two where we want to take our, our next steel to any? dove break? Me? Yeah. Uh, there was one I was gonna say. Fuck, 
I had it in, in my mind. Oh, let me look real quick. Uh, it was from like old, say for next round. I got, I could pull another one. It was from like, Oh yeah. Hit me. Hit me. Hit me. Easy. Easy. Does it. Woo. Oh my God. <laughs> so check this out. After I saw, um, straight out of Compton, it was like right before my son was born and my wife and I went to go see that movie. She was pregnant as shit. And we had a fucking blast in that movie. Right. And I was like, yo, I'm just going to listen to every single NWA album, like mm-hmm. from all of them, bef- like around that time. Right. Because I, I had like the Ice Cube records and the Dre record, but I, I wasn't like listening to MC Ren in the moment or like yeah. easy, easy in the 80s and, you know, whatever. So I remember listening to all of them, like chronologically from the NWA albums and then like easy chronologically Ren, all that. And I remember what the easy does it. And I was like, this shit is (laughs) like, it sounds new only because it's like the, the sounds they're using from them kind of jacking like the Rick Rubin styles with the eight Oh eights and the Rollins and all that shit. And then like, even, you know, boys in the hood, you know, like just songs and melodies and sounds people have flipped a million times still. But then even him just creating like the larger than life, insane, you know, ghetto millionaire, pimp, drug dealer, mm-hmm. murderer, executioner, gang leader. Like it, he created that archetype. He to me, easy. He, he is gangster rap like Shasta School E.D., Ice-T. But like those yeah. were songs. Yeah. Easy was like I everything about me is the genre of gangster rap. So it's the way like, it's the way Jam Master J created the look for, for Run DMC. Yes. Easy yep, did the yep. same thing for Gangster Rap. A hundred thousand yeah. percent. That's yeah. it. I mean, and, and there's a there's a bunch of jumping off points, just in the sense that not only was he like King Gangster, but I think one of the things that you could learn just listening to Easy Does It is this is also the guy you wanted to be friends with at the party. Fuck yeah. yeah. So funny, so charismatic friends with yep. everybody he's also that guy too mm. yeah yeah love it man yeah, yeah i would say he's maybe even more that guy than the uh you know i mean yep. we all know there's stories of his gangster exploits mm. um but he was also smart enough to have ice cube write his rhymes because ice cube's the funniest man in hip-hop <laughs> ice cube's amazing <laughs> ice cubes ice cubes like um He's like a genius joke teller, but like when you get yeah. someone who's really, really funny, it like really fucking transcends. And like have yeah. an easy be like that dude who's like, I'm gonna say the wildest shit with this fucking nasally voice and these Jerry curls because it's gonna piss you off. And like I know you're gonna hate listening to my records and talk about me. Like it's in the right hands, Cube. I got you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's wonderful. Have I, I'm have like I Gary Coleman size, and I'm going to tell you these stories. <laughs> Gary Coleman. Have I, have I shared my Ice Cube story with you people? Like, no. Like, no. Re- okay. So I don't know if I've revealed this before. I was almost on MTV talking to Ice Cube. Oh, go wow. on. Yes. This is real. Uh, there was a show called MTV Fanatic. Mm, I remember that. Where they grabbed a schmuck and had him talk to the celebrity. Mm-hmm. And I was down, it was down to the last two for Ice Cube. Oh, God. I was one of the last two. Damn it. And uh, 
I almost got it because they they loved the angle of like a white kid in Maine, like just being an Ice Cube fanatic. Of course, they thought that was like hilarious. Uh, so I was in the running, but I didn't play my cards right. So they were like, "What is your favorite Ice Cube song?" And I was like, "I ain't the one." You know, it's like mm-hmm. I don't know if we can sell that like a teenage. Uh, kid. Yeah. And the Black, other Black Korea. That's my favorite Ice Cube song. Oh, yeah. Black That's Korea. This is on. Horny uh, little devil. Oh my god. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Burn it, right? The one. The, <laughs> uh, but no, the uh, they got it. The other person, they were like, "You're on the phone." With me, they're like, "The other person in the running, they make their whole family celebrate Ice Cube's birthday." I'm like, "Yeah." Oh, uh, you win. That's not what I. Did. Yeah, they're also psychopaths. Got that. You know what? Yeah, yeah they, he backed out. They're hoping it. to get Ice Cube skin to wear. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna steal his fucking underwear and shit and smell on the shit. Fucking weirdos. <laughs> they backed out of it, but that would have been that would have been horrifying. Yeah. An Ice Cube would have been. Cube. Uh, first of all, I love Black Korea. Can you can you talk more about your thoughts on uh, <laughs> Korean Americans in L.A.? <laughs> I'm, I'm 14. What's up? Like that's that's a bad. Yeah. No. All right, let's let's Talking take our second. Uh... Manipulate people. Give me give me a, give me more details on this. Yo, uh, shouts to Cube, man. We're we're gonna do an episode soon on Cube, only about oh, Ice Cube. Yeah. It's it's in the doc. Yeah, yeah, we we got some good ones coming up, Dan. Mm-hmm. We we can tell you about yeah, the record. We'll do that, uh, but not for the people listening on the co-op culture break. No, you find out when you find out. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, that's it. So no, we'll, that's, we'll be back. What up, y'all's panels, man? East Hampton Polar Boys. Win a catalog out now, man. We got CDs, merch, all that. Insubordinaterecords.com, man. Make sure you don't sleep on it, because before you know it, it's going to be all gone. So make sure you head over there, stream it, do all that. Long live Lord Jones, man. Win a catalog, album of the year. You know what it is. Peace. Hey, yo, she caught me fly, woo garments from overseas, below your knees with extra palm, drown ratini, fresh panini, ground bill, chopped garlic and olives, get demolished, fly air, yeah, God is never modest, perfect sonics fill my palace, wires missing, acoustics hitting, needle, bless the vinyl, been the champion, just give me the title, only speak when it's, it's that, that time again, again. we're back, career crooks, me and small professor. New album, Never At Peace, available now worldwide, streaming on all platforms. Very, very, very limited pieces of merch left. You can scoop it at wreckingcrew.bandcamp.com. If you've heard the Live from the Liar Notes episode, you know what it is, you know what we're about. If you haven't, go back and peep it. Play the new record featuring Shrapnel, I Alive, and Donovan Days, Blueprint, DJ Manipulator, and that's all she wrote. New back. Me and Small Pro never at peace. Career crooks available now. Boom. Culture Podcast. Featuring Dan O from Free Music Empire. Yes. State of the Dan. That's He's right. Like, you're like motherfucking. You're like John Wetland out of the right? fucking bullpen coming in. You know what I mean? Or like. I'm your uh, friendly. Yeah, I'm your friendly neighborhood Spider Dan, and I'm not going to get shut out by, by Mr. Alaska <laughs> Adams. I'm going to get on his board. <laughs> Is, I hope I'm hoping I get on. I hope so, Dan. Yep. yep. Yeah, you're like you're, you're like shredding on thin ice. You might get you might get uh, sent down to the miners. Yo, I recommend yeah, everybody. I'm gonna be able to show up on. Um, I don't know. I don't want this any podcast. Yo, uh, you you might. It's gonna be a joke. It wasn't gonna be a diss, but you know, no, it's fucked up. It you could know, be taken the wrong way. Yo, Dano's been cranking out 
the fucking Koak Culture adjacent shows. He's got the Chong Wizard join up now. Yeah, hour and 45 minutes on the history of Chong Wizard Records. Essential listening, talking about Midnight Suns, talking about all the Chris Crack albums, the fucking yep. Blessing Season, all the new the shit Chong's been doing, man. And then he's nice. got the motherfucking Andrew interview from earlier today, minutes before he tapped in. We like, yo, man, can you give us like four quality innings out of pen? He's like, yo, no problem. Boom. He's like Paul Ossenmacher coming at, you know what I mean? Just like, mm-hmm. just a specialist. You know what I mean? Eat some innings up for yeah. us. So he's okay. here. So subscribe and uh, support support Free Music yeah. Empire. It's the best $5 to spend every month. And you can fuck with us on Patreon. $10 a month gets you all this flash shit from Dan yep. and from us. How you like that? Boom. All right. Gotta, can can I tell you something real quick that just came across my, my text feed? Sure. Do it. From a friend of mine. Um, it kind of plays into like west coast humor like these nuts types of jokes mm-hmm. sure. so he was at a family function and his son who's nine went to his grandmother and said let me read it verbatim do it, do it. <laughs> the funniest thing i've ever heard in my life so he went up to his grandma and said have you ever heard of imagine dragons and then he said imagine dragging my balls across your face that's good that's good that's that's really work that's like that's that's top-notch nine-year-olding that's like that dragging my balls (laughs) (laughs) that's the most nine-year-old i I would be mad if he didn't say that at night you gotta say that yeah, she was like, "What's Imagine Dragons?" He's like, "Imagine Dragon." That's that's like the reboot of D's nuts. You got any of this yeah. D? Got any of this, or or this dick? You got any of this dick? Yeah. You said you got any of this dick, motherfucker. Just um, kids. That's you know, seventeen. <laughs> and and any parents listening, when people tell you don't be sarcastic around your children, ignore them. Look, yeah. oh my God. the world is full of sarcasm. Kids got to learn it. Might as well learn it from you. You know. Like all right, here it's we go. important Last for one. them to have that skill set. <laughs> it's it's really a way to let shit roll off your shoulders, quite honestly. Yeah. You know, yeah. Real, real quick, I, I thought you were gonna hit him with the thing that somebody hit Kanye with on his DMs, where he said, "Yay, oh I heard D had some info on Skeet. Well, I guess Pete, whatever his name is. Yeah, I heard yeah. D. Yeah. The guy, the, so the guy, the guy screen grabbed his Instagram messaging with." Kanye, where he says, Yay, I heard D had some info on Skeet. He goes, Who's D? Please give me his at. He went, D's nuts. Laughing <laughs> face. And Kanye responded, Find God. <laughs> I heard that was Freddie Gibbs. Am I? Am I, is it, I heard that was I don't Freddie know. Gibbs. That's kind of, it might have been. Freddie might have shared. That's my reason. Yay, I heard some. I heard D. D's nuts. Find God. Freddie, he just wrote, Fine, yeah. in all, in like all lowercase, Find God. Yep. Did you I see did. the the um the shit about Kanye at the Super Bowl? Nah, I missed that shit. He showed up wearing this wild mask. Yes, the mask. oh, he's sitting with homeboy. And some Antonio dude who was like a couple rows behind him was like saying that, like basically tweeting his conversation. What and was Kanye that? was like to his boys, like, "Yo, it's really hot. I'm having trouble breathing." 
And he's like, can I take it? I, I got to take this off. They're like, nah, man, you can't take it off. You came in here with it. It's a look. You got to pull it off. He's like, what about halftime? Like at halftime, I can go and like change out. It'll be like an outfit change. <laughs> they were like, That's nah, G. Oh, my God. I did, I did start watching the Kanye documentary on Netflix, which is actually like incredibly recorded and documented from 2002. Like, okay. it's, it's great because it's, it's you're just watching him. The funniest part is real quick and we'll get to our show. Him going into each random office in the Rockefeller establishment, like in an office building, he's going to like all the admin assistants and rapping uh, when it all falls down and no one gives a fuck. They're like wow. answering phones. They're like waving him down to like flag Dame Dash in the hallway. Like truly no one gave a fuck about this guy in Rock mm-hmm. in Rockefeller. Oh, yeah. And he has a camera crew following him for 20 years. <laughs> no one cared about this dude making it all falls down. It's crazy. He was watch. the most. Anno- you could just tell he was like, everybody has a rapper friend like this. Yes. Yep. That was the most annoying fucking person ever. Right. And he's like the one that slipped through the cracks. Dude, it's it's amazing. He had friends that were him. like, just just put him out so he'll leave us alone. Yeah, yes. Like all the ad, like, and they'll show like, oh, such and such. Here's Kayam Hip Hop, who's now like a huge AR. Here's Big Face Gary, who's now like Boys with Nori. Here's this person. Yeah. And they're all just like sitting there on the couch being like, he starts, he walks over to the CDR and puts in the, the CD with All Falls Down. And they're just like, they don't have cell phones to like ignore him yet. So they're all just like painfully just looking at him as he's like rapping along. And they're like, oh my God, like, get this yeah. guy the fuck out of here. When we were talking yeah. about like the annoying shit that people do, remember I was talking about like yes. the rapper or producer just looks at you the whole time. Yes, that's him. Like, yep, that's that him. dude. That's Kanye. Yes, just staring at you in your but like, eyes. But like watching that footage of him doing that shit in like 2002 oh. is amazing. Like, I'm I'm surprised they they kept it all in this documentary so far. But yeah, it's called a awesome. genius, whatever. So anyway, all right, last round, blind box. What do you got, Dan? Genius. All right, get on the board. This is another one in my like uh, series of like, because this is what happens where people are really good. Their knowledge is really good. And then honestly, critics don't know how to write about them anymore. Right. Mm. They're just like, yeah, he 40 put out a new one. And it was good. I don't know what to say. Do you like he 40 listener? Yeah. True. They don't know how to, they don't know what to do. And I think I felt that happening with Kelly Chris, to be honest. Mm. Uh, I felt that. I felt that vibe. Like it was like, we called him a genius, you know, four or five years ago. Yep. We, he's still a genius, but we don't know what to say, right? So, like, mm. and by the way, four or five years ago, I didn't, I couldn't get over the nasally delivery that he makes fun of on Innocent Country Two, which is <sighs> Innocent Country Two with Chris Keys. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it, it, I couldn't get over the delivery. I thought he was like a nerd rapper or something, and I was not into it. And then honestly might have been woods describing his feature on call out culture like mm. uh, woods said something like he swagged all over that track and i was like oh mm. shit yeah he's not a nerd rapper he's not a conscious rapper he's not <sighs> teaching me lessons that dude is swag like yeah he is he is energy you know pure energy and like that helped me learn to understand him in innocent country too is is my favorite it's it's amazing it's a beautiful record yeah yeah 
I mean, everything he does is amazing. He was one of those, I came to him late, just like you, Dan. Like, I think mm -hmm. I started dabbling with him, maybe like lullabies for a broken brain. Mm -hmm. But then it was like, being you is great. I wish I could be you more often. Was the oh, one my that God. Like, oh, this shit's amazing. Yep. Oh, the, there's these lines he says on Obamacare, right? Mm. And he, he does the thing when he flow where he either goes real deep voice where it's hard it's hard to hear what he's saying because it's so deep. Yeah. Or he does that blah, 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 like like the like nasally shit on Obamacare. He says, <laughs> please, they grip the draws like copper tone dogs. Remember copper tone? But yep. ain't got shit to say like back when Papa Doc lost. More reach wow. than Dr. Ox arms. Crazy. Try to play me. You better call Saul. Train a thought on track. R and R, my R and R. Floating through the fog off more drugs than a debarge. Come on, bro. Dude, he's too <laughs> nasty. And then he has another line where he says, like, it's like exactly how I felt over all this time, where he says, like, I gotta see if I can find the bars. Actually, he says something like, um, he was like, not a weirdo. I was just waiting for you to catch up or something. And I was like, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. You got it. You know what I mean? Like, dude was a fucking animal. I'm trying to burn his bitch down. I try to break it. Fuck your opinion about us. Don't mean his name, man. Yeah, I mean, if awesome. and it's Innocent not, Country 2 it, is great. Innocent Country 2 isn't like the record to get to know him. Obviously, you can listen to African American gentlemen or men, uh, which is yeah. great. Cash uh, worships that album, but like it's this album is special because like he has multiple posse tracks that slam, right? With like uh, Sacred Safe, uh, Cavalier, Homeboy, Sandman, Mirage, seven minutes long, oh right? God. Earl Sweatshirt, Denmark Vesey. Um, Big Sen, you know, Nappy Nina, Fresh Daily, and you know, Five Ill on When You Fall. He puts he puts so many people on songs, and it, it's always his song, right? It's yep. always his song. No one ever outshines him, but everyone fits. And yep. it's special. Doing that is special, man. It's hard to have a bunch of features, line them up, and still have it be coherently your journey. This is also our second um, Tune Yards record. <laughs> Tune Yards. He's got Meryl Garbus all over it. Yep, yep. Dude. That's Tune Yards. It's funny. I was just playing back um, uh, Shouts to Sean P and Small Pro 86 Witness. And he has, um, I was playing the album back, you know, me and Castro on it, Reef's on it, Shouts to Reef. And I was playing it back, you know, and I've listened to this album a million times. And Reefs, I mean, I'm sorry, Quelly's on the song called Latoya Jackson. And I was like, his voice is so deep on that song. It's really hard to really catch what he's saying, right? <laughs> when you hear it, though, you break it down, you're like, okay, he's got the best verse on the album. Period. Like this whole rapping ass album with Mayhem Loren and your old Droog and Rockness Monster and Sean Price, rest in peace. Quelly has the best verse. Right. And I was like, right. he says, Sandlot, Bambino's Ball and a Beast. 
shitting on your plans to walk the yard where we eat. Rashambo your kids, airbag your seats, prick. Still cop nicks to smoke these. High grade when hitting it works like old cheese. You'll be at the liquor store selling burned DVDs. My life is cold as ice. Rick James, Tina Marie. Like, come on, man. Like this. <laughs> no, it, it's oh it's those things. And it, honestly, it'll take you a while to realize that Kelly Chris murdered murdered the shit or like owned it, you know, because yeah. kind of you're enjoying it. You're like, oh, I like that flavor. And then you listen to it for the eighth time. You're like, I can't stop thinking about kelly chris you know like he has that thing he has it dude he has the one joint on the um the spencer for hire album with with vic spencer and sonny jim where he says like he says something like been hip-hop since pearl jam was mookie blaylock i was like bro that's like subterranean ill shit man like no one has ever said that rap like that's fucking amazing dude like that's really wild shit. Even, but even again, like on the Sean P. album, he, he opens up his verse. He says, bro, your whole life's a letdown. Your dogs call you a bitch. Bitches don't call you. Rats call you a snitch. Snitches call you connect. Your baby mom's a street bub who still calls collect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Like he he was funnier than Sean Price. Yep. Like, how do you yep. do that shit? You know, what I mean? that's amazing. He's so bro, <laughs> your whole lives are like now. Your dog call you a bitch. Bitches don't call you. Rats call you a snitch. Snitches call you connect. Your baby mom's a street mom is so calls you collect. Like another thing I was thinking about with Kelly Chris is that like he's he's experimented, done different things, changed his sound, right? Chris Key's yep. it, beautiful, like beautiful album, beautiful, beautiful piano in that, and like other albums just don't they all sound different and then you're yep. like oh by the way he's also a, like a, an incredible producer oh yeah he produced everybody's favorite homeboy sandman um yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just like it's it's become to the point where you're like yeah you, you know there's a i call this the rambo theory right where like you watch a rambo movie and you aren't you aren't riveted anymore by the suspense because you know he's gonna win right right yeah, You're like Rambo's gonna win. I don't care. You torture him, Rambo's gonna win. Um, and Kelly Chris is gonna win. And so I think it got to a point where people are like, Yeah, yeah that makes yep. sense. You know, it's again, it's always saying, like, what's the best Tim Duncan season? I don't know. They're all fucking 2010 to three blocks, 60 right. wins. I don't know what the best one is. They're all fucking awesome. Like that shit is boring. Like, what? He's amazing. I don't know what else to say. That shit is empty, man. That's a good call. Yeah, yeah. I've always I've been saying yeah, last six or seven years I'm like he fucking lapped Danny Brown. Oh, like he God, came yeah. in the game producing on Danny Brown. Now he blown he blew Danny Brown Brown the fuck out of here. It's not even a question. And and I've always had a different comp, and I, we we talked about this that to me, I'm I comp him with like with Rap Ferrera, uh, that like there's there's these people who are like hardcore Rap Ferrera people. Right. And they're like. This is the best guy. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Kelly Chris is like, has more swing in his flow. Yep. Funnier. Yep. And he's smart as shit. Like, correct. If you want smart shit, he's got you. If you want poetic shit, he's got you. But if you want funny shit with it moves, like, he's got you. Like, 
I just don't see, you know, it's it's no knock on on Raffer or Milo. It's just that no, I'd rather have Kelly Chris. Fam, yeah. that yeah. Let me I tell mean, you this right yeah. now. That 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 um, the everything's fine album with Gene Gray, right? Mm-hmm. Look, man, Gene Gray. I was I was aware of her since since she was fucking what what, right? right. From back in the day, mm-hmm. Gene Gray has never sound like she's never had more swing. And flavor until she, I guess now her husband, until she started fucking with Quelly. Like that Everything's Fine album, she was probably in year fucking 30 of rapping. Right. And she's never sound better than that Everything's Fine shit. Like that shit is crazy. But the crazy thing about that album is like, when this goes to like the Milo shit, Quelly is so amazing because on that album, for example, like Innocent Country, Guns, he gives you like very heavy current societal ills. But then he, he gives it to you in ways where you're like, you don't even know he's doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean, like, and that's, I always love innovation like that, where it's like, you don't even really know what's happening in the moment. You're like, oh, this is just some banging cool shit. And then you step back. You're like, wait a second. Like this guy's talking about like poverty, racism, systemic, you know what I mean? Like, oh my God. But he's doing it in a way where you're like, you could just jam out to that shit. And it's like, that's yeah. way harder to pull off than anything else. Oh, yeah. I mean, Ch- Chicharonis, right? Like, holy shit, dude. <laughs> like, he kind of dominates. Like, oh my um, God, he destroys that shit. He's incredible. And, he, and it's just, we're just too used to it at this point. But like, I hope that kids are listening to Kelly Chris and being like, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Right? Straight like, up. That's right? Like, the lesson is do what the fuck you want. It'll work out. Yeah. If you're that good. If you perfect. Like yeah. He, he has the, 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 I the mean, in fairness, it's, it's also the, the lesson with Milo too. Right. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like he has this sorry, shit on, sorry, um, no doubt on uh, everything's fine. I know we're like not talking about the sound, but like gold, purple, orange, the video Shasta Dunscap who filmed that shit. The video is like so weird on some like Eric Andre adult swim shit. But the rhymes is like, everybody alt right gotta be white. Everybody disagree gotta be wrong. Every black dick gotta be log. Every mixtape drop gotta be free. Everybody from the hood gotta be G. Everything in the news gotta be real, right? Every Jew golden rule gotta save bills. Like he's saying the worst shit, right? Like every stereotype. Yeah. Every young brother got a deadbeat daddy. Every independent lady added to trashy. Everybody ain't lit. Gotta be old. If you dress like that, you don't, you gotta want to fuck. If I got locks then they say, then they say, gotta stay blowed. Like he's just outlining the worst stereotypes of people, right? Yep. At the height of Trump. And no one even knows that's what he's doing. Cause yep. the presentation is like lighthearted and over the top silly. Yep. But the content is like really searing. And he does that. Like he gives you the medicine with the sugar. You know what I mean? Like better than anybody, period. And, and rem- like another, I think another thing that you could learn from like Innocent Country 2 and from Kelly in specific is fear no one, right? <laughs> fear no one. Like grease from the elbows, dude. Pink Sifu is an incredibly experimental artist, in its own right, mm-hmm. hugely important. But now nah, that's. That's Kelly's song, right? I mean, that is that is so much swing to that. 
and then it ends with the woods the crazy woods oh conversation God. voicemail thing that's so funny um <laughs> yeah no it's it's i listen to that album all the way through i never pick singles out or add it to playlists it's i do it all the way he's he's, yeah, it's amazing. he's fucking amazing man like I'm glad you brought that dude up. We, yeah, we, we haven't really talked about him in depth. Like, we've talked about him Here in, the, in, in the midst of albums he's on that we've talked about or guests, but yeah, yeah we've, we've never just. And, yo, know, he's, I remember he would be on like Shots Fired podcast with Jeff and on uh, No Can Do. And I'm always, I used to text Jeff, I'm like, why is he not like on the show every fucking week? He's hilarious. Like, mm-hmm. he's the best, dude. He's going to like hang out with this dude. He's like, yeah, I don't yeah. know, man. No, it's and he doesn't really he's not really big social media everywhere, dude. He's not that dude uh at this point. No. So yeah, I it's yeah, it's right, weird. Let's, that's a good man. Uh you want to wrap it up, Alaska? One one album. I think we can wrap it up there, man. I'm good with that. Okay. Can I can I just toss yeah. one album real quick? I'm not I, yeah, Alaska, ahead, I don't I don't think you've heard this album. Okay. But I'm doing this for Castro. Obi Trice, cheers. Oh my god, <laughs> that was fucking awesome! There's We've so much mythology around this album. There's so much mythology around. Obi I don't think Trice. I know anybody that's heard that album until just this moment. That album's fucking incredible, dude. Oh, we yeah, so I've, I've never heard anybody talk about this record. <laughs> Obi Trice is like Alaska. Obi Trice is the backup quarterback that everybody thinks should start. Joe Webb. He's like Joe Webb. Okay. Remember that dude? So, Joe Webb, yeah. So he's good until you get tape on him, and then you're like, meh. Yeah. He, he's good, he's good for four games. games. You're like, ah, shit. You know, yeah, like man. four games when he goes three and one with a good defense. You're like, man, this guy's got some shit. And then, and then, like, the Dolphins give him, like, a five-year deal, and he goes fucking two and ten. He gets, you're like, oof. Yeah. Oof. Uh, the Dolphins <laughs> always fall for that shit. It's always a the Dolphin. Seahawks. The Seahawks give him a fucking like fourteen million dollar a year contract with draft Russell Wilson and the rest of the history. Yeah, Mike, what was that? Matt yeah. Flynn. Matt Flynn. Yeah, Matt Flynn. Nobody well. ever heard of Matt Flynn again after that. Matt Flynn. Um, I, I'll say this about the Obi the Obi album. First of all, just even putting his shit at the beginning of that one Eminem song, where he goes Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Yeah. It's like. It's like the first like viral marketing scheme in the history of the world. You know what I mean? Like, uh, this looks like a job for me. But this song starts off with Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. That song was crazy too. That Obi Trice shit. But like, Cheers is like the best. I don't know, man. It's like it's like the most tolerable aftermathy aftermath Dre G Unit beats. You know what I mean? Like shit hits the fans crazy. Um, what's the other genre? Um, oh fuck, I gotta look it up. Obi Trip Man, that album it and it did numbers because of course they had like Eminem do a single called Got Some Teeth, which is like it's so weird because Obi's like this hood ass fucking Detroit rapper, and everyone was like, Well, if you're gonna come out with Eminem, it's gonna be like some like zany like carnival sideshow song, <laughs> but it's gonna go double platinum because we're gonna play it somewhere. But like no rap people, no black human beings played that song off this album. Like it's so out of place. But he has like um shit hits the fan. He's got the song with like um there's this Busta song, I think, on this album too. I can't remember his oh yeah. Oh with Busta, crazy. 
Um, look in my eyes with Nate Dog crazy. Um, set up with Nate Dog crazy. Average man, like he just has joints on this album. You're just like, okay, like, all right, I'm down to go four and one with Joe Webb. Like, all right, let's see what we got here. Like, this is fucking cool. Okay, looking pretty good. Make the wild card. You know what I mean? What, damn, what's what's your vibes with Obi Trice? Cheers. I mean, honestly, like, there's there's so many Lloyd Banks <laughs> projects I'd rather listen to. Wow. Oh, uh, like I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I I just I've always thought the backup quarterback thing. Like, this is just somebody like that people glommed on because they were. It was like I don't know, like people that like the Mets and they're like, I'm I'm not a Yankees fan. You're like, you know. Um, but it, it's to be the other, be the other sauce. They picked the Obi Trice, but I never mm-hmm. thought much of it. I mean, I don't. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I, I'd rather I mean, all I know about Obi Trice is what you said in the beginning of that Eminem song. So, so re- real quick, and we'll wrap up. Um, his next album was called Second Rounds on Me. Right, I was yep, very yep. excited for this album. Because he had this first single called Cry Now. Cry Now sounds like some Just Blaze, Kanye, Rockefeller soul shit. And he's just spitting crazy. And you're like, oh, my God. Like, Obi Trice is, like, leveling up. Like, this dude's a fucking problem. So I was all excited about this album. And then I bought it. And I was like, oof, that's the best song. Like the first single should never be like the best song on the entire album. And he had a song with like Akon called Snitch, where the song's banging, but like they blackballed it because it was like remember during the snot the stop snitching campaign with Cam and all that yeah. shit? They like blackballed the song because it was saying like don't be a snitch. So like that's not cool. Like that's a threat to police. So they they put they spent all this money to get Akon. To be on this guy's single and they fucking blackball the song. And then the album just was just dead on arrival. It couldn't do anything. So man, that's that snitching campaign. The funniest <laughs> part of it was like Fox News knew so little about rap that <laughs> oh they would bring they would bring Geraldo on to slowly explain snitching. <laughs> and like slowly explain <sighs> the problems with it and how mean it is to, to oh say it was funny as hell. He just over and over again. Like he got canceled. He's like one of the like, that shit got canceled, dog. Like they canceled Snitch featuring Akon. And the song's banging. Like the hook, the beat is crazy. And they shut it down. And Obi was just, and I remember at the time he was like, I'm trying to be my own man. I'm not trying to be like, you know, it's like some D12 Eminem shady rap. Like he was like, I want to be like a real like, D- like Detroit rapper. And then they they canceled that snitch shit and he was finished, dude. He was a rap. Yeah. But Cry Now was like that was the Joe this Webb. Is, I'm like, okay, man, shit. All right, he's this guy could it's start. It's such a bad move to cancel it. Like that's all the fucking free publicity. You ride that shit. They they didn't like, do anything like, with that song, dude. They didn't I mean, do shit. Joe Rogan is riding that shit to billions of dollars. Weeks, weeks of Joe Rogan, not, bro. Yeah. Let's not put it all on this single. This is 18 songs. Nine of them are produced by Eminem or co produced by Eminem. Yeah. The Wait, worst are, producer are, are, in the history of hip hop. Hands down. Wait, are you talking about the second album? The second one. The second yeah, one. yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. It's not. And it was made during the worst era in rap, 2006. Yeah, but this was also an era where you only needed two good songs on an album to go multi platinum. 
Correct. Correct. You know, like this, this is the era that killed album sales because yep. record labels like we'll put out two good songs and seventeen whack ones, and people still give twenty dollars for a CD. Yes. But yeah, uh, Dan, Dan, remember when they tried to make like J.R. Rodham a thing? Oh my God, he's all over I this mean, album too. So. If you look at those aftermath records, what stands oh. out is how badly they're curated, right? In oh. terms of like, they're just like, "Hey, Lloyd Banks, rap with J- Jeremiah's gonna do this one with you." <laughs> what? Yeah. What? <laughs> like that second Obi Trice album has multiple Trey songs. Songs. Yes. It's, it's easily just an AR guy being like, "Put Trey songs like." awful it says there, there's a japan edition bonus tracks he's got a song with produced by ninth wonder featuring jaguar right yep i'm like that's an yep. odd pairing in 2006 how like what the, yeah how would you do that but yeah like, but i will say also his albums are cheers second rounds on me yep yep special reserve yep that one's crazy up, with moss special reserve yes it's a, he, I mean, he it's like you're really running with a lame theme, bro. It's the EPMD situation, right? Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, awesome. He's got rolling with that. He's like, I'm, I'm locked in. I, got I will hit. say, I will say, special. This one will be the one that puts me over the top. Which one? Oh, oh yeah, I get your saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say, special reserve produced by Moss, who did um, yep. he did Kilo on Fish Scale and a bunch of other shit from he's like from yeah. Toronto or something. Special awesome, reserves, bro. like it's just. Ob Trice ramen on like basically Griselda beats from 2009. Highly recommend that one. I would not recommend second rounds on me. I would recommend Cheers. Cheers is the Busta joint alone is worth checking the album because they were like we're just gonna have Busta do like some huge anthemic chanting hook, which Busta is fucking great at. But uh, yeah, that was I just wanted to throw that out there because I was like, there's no way. Alaska's heard Obi Trice cheers. But uh, through those track listings just had me <laughs> frustrated again. Like of how we just became so frustrated with aftermath of like their in-house producers was so fucking bad. Mike that- Elizondo, who did a Fiona Apple album in the middle of all this. He did Ordinary uh, Extraordinary Machine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Short Great record. Yeah, he no. did. He was like working with exhibit Eminem, Obi Trice. He's like, oh, I'm gonna be late, guys. I gotta work with a Fiona Apple. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. No, they had all these weird features that were happening, and and it was just bad. It was just a bad situation. Everybody thought Eminem could produce. It was- oh, God. Listeners, check it out, Zilla Rocka. Listen, as a shorty, I was playing in the front yard of a crib, and I fell down, and I bumped my head, and then somebody helped me up and asked me if I bumped my head, and I said yeah. So then they said, oh. So that means we're going we gonna to switch it up on them. And I said, yeah, a- Andrew. Andrew is the greatest. And knowing as a shorty, I was always told that if I ain't going to be part of the greatest, I got to line with the greatest myself. And that's Andrew. The Rain Knows What Is Doing album available now. Cassettes are sold out, but we got CDs, beanies, dad hats, mugs. It's cracking. $3pistol.com. For fans of Beck, Evidence, Buck 65, Daptone Records. If you're with it, spread love. If people want the wild shit, we're going to give you some more. Andrew, the rain knows what it's doing. Available now. Has this ever happened to you? 
You go to drink a hot drink, but it's too hot and it burns your mouth. Ah, oh, goddammit. So you cool it down with an ice cube, but the ice cube is haunted. Now you hear the voice of the governess echoing through your head, even though she's been dead for hundreds of years. Now you're at work. Your boss is talking to you, but all you can hear is, I know who killed me. I know who killed me. You've got to help the governess. But you won't be able to. Not while your boss is talking. Not while he's alive. Now you're on the run. It'll be nightfall soon, and you only have an hour left of kerosene in your flashlight. Why did you buy a flashlight that runs on kerosene? You hear the sirens in the distance. It won't be long now. Luckily, there's a solution. Call me when you're outside. The new album by Steel Tip Dove is available now on Backwoods Studios Records. Limited run of vinyl and CD is available on backwoodsstudios.com. Digital album available on all digital streaming sites. We did it. If you're listening to the regular stream, you missed 20 minutes of Alaska comparing having had the boot cut sheets <laughs> and Applebee's. <laughs> um, shouts to that one country song I like. Now the Applebee's on a Sunday, whatever the fuck that country song oh is. They God. play a target. I, 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 fuck with that I song. was amazed when I found out that was a real song because the first I love time I heard it was in an Applebee's commercial. I love that shit. So I was like, oh, it's some shit for the commercial. That's cute. Because the and album is just called like, like oh, country stuff. Real song. Yeah. Walker Hayes, country stuff. Walker Hayes, country My stuff. My girl like Applebee's. Like, and, and Eminem was like, oh, that's my shit. Oh, oh, that's my production. That's so, me. yeah. So shouts- I'm sure he's on the Outback Steakhouse remix, the, the, the song they played on. Outback. Oh yeah, <laughs> the, Hoot- the Hooters fucking chopped and screwed you, version. You just called Eminem the blooming onion of rap. <laughs> yeah, so fuck with us on Patreon if you want to hear us shit on Eminem for 15 Amazing. to 20 minutes. Us with Dano from Free Work. Music Empire. So he's yep. filling an hour. He he gave us. He was on three days rest. He came in, gave us four yep. quality innings. You know what I mean? Yeah. Lefty on lefty. Got some good ground outs to shortstop. So salute to Dan. Um, yeah. Co-op culture. Fuck with us on Patreon to support the show directly. We really thank everybody that's stepped up since Castro's letting people know what's going on with his health and been supporting yeah. the show. All that money is going right to his pocket. So we appreciate you guys. And then uh, again, if you want to fuck with any Castro material, merch, um, backwoods, that works too. If you just want to fuck with us in general, you could do that. If you just want to check out what we have going on, you can go to Free Music Empire, subscribe, $5 hollers. That shit is popping. Um, yep. On my end, the Andrew album on $3 Pistol, like sold out of tapes within 10, 11 days, which is crazy. It's on streaming. I said this on my newsletter. This is real. If you add the or favorite or like the Andrew album on Spotify or Apple, screen grab it and send it to me on DM on Instagram or Twitter, send me your PayPal. I will send you $1. So that's real. So I've sent out some money because I want to pay the fucking supporters. I'm not trying to give Facebook 10 to $50 for an ad and hope people that don't know us come grab the record. I want the people that are already on board. Support the record. Get some streams up for the, for the my, my man. You do that. You screen grab it. Boom. $1. I sent it to you right away. How do you like that? You get paid to listen to fucking music you like already. Pretty good deal. I think so. So you could do that shit. Um, Alaska, anything else you got, my man? Uh, no, nothing right now. Sure. Back Love in it. school. Back at it. Back at them. Last semester. The, uh, Late graduation. 
follow yeah. me on the YouTube channel, Free Music Empire. The uh, you know, I would say also the YouTube space, Free Music Empire. We're, you know, Google, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now, there's I've discovered bumper music and how to do bumper music through Audacity mm -hmm. and cut up stuff. It's been fun. I've decided to do one producer for like a while. The first one was NCL Tim. Super fun. Me and my son just dope. cutting up NCL Tim. We, we've decided the next producer, the next bumper music producer focus is Disco Vietnam. Nice. Just I'm going through all the house rabbi stuff and Oof. I'm just going to rock it, man. It's funny. It's I was fun. texting today. I'm like, Barry, let me put out house rabbi on cassette. And he was like, no. If I put it on cassette, that means rappers won't pick them as beats down the line. I'm like, all right, fair enough. So, Justin just yeah. you now. That's my guy right there. Yep. And, uh, that's yeah. pretty much it. So, Quad Culture, Free Music Empire, uh, Curly Gastro, well signed off. Um, thanks for everybody checking us out. Follow us, love us. We love you back. Thanks for uh, enjoy Applebee's, enjoy Applebee's, and American Eagle. On a date night. On a date night. With your boot cut <laughs> jeans and stage fright. <laughs> Follow us on TikTok. Follow us on TikTok. Me and Dan. Uh, no, you two. Stop it. Yeah, yeah baby. TikTok, yeah. we out here. Your pawns for Jai Ping or whatever the fuck his name is. Jai Ping. That's fucked up. The, uh, right, the chairman of the Chinese government. <laughs> All right, guys. I'll see you later. Peace. Peace. Later.